maybe you have a handle on your booze. Maybe you aren't in sobriety. Maybe you're not living an alcohol-free life because you don't need to. Addiction can show up in so many ways. We are living and working and breathing in a dopamine nation. So number one, go get you that book, it sounds like. All right, welcome back or welcome to the show. You're listening to episode 91. And yo, this is a gin and juiced episode series inside the Yes And podcast where we explore alcohol-free living, sobriety, and addiction in itself. And I say we, because I don't do these episodes alone. Amanda on my team is here with me. uh, And I'm looking at her shining face. Hi, AZ, Amanda in the house. Hello, what is up? Hi, everybody. So glad that you came back for another episode. I know, I'm so here for it. And I gotta tell you, Before we go any further, I am so happy to say and proud to say that this episode, baby, is brought to you by one of our favorite brands and companies, a company called Advocare. And um, Amanda, have you gotten the uh, Advocare gummies yet? They're called Go-Me's, but uh, they're gummies, like vitamin gummies. They are. They are amazing. So they have three different ones. They have an edelberry, right? A collagen and a multivitamin. They're safe for kids four and up. And let me tell you what, the kitties in my house are obsessed because they taste like candy. (laughs) They love them. They are so good. I I said to my husband, Scott, who, oh, by the way, the multivitamin, like I've had to get him his own jar and put it on his side of the bathroom because he takes all my gummies, whether it's my CBD gummies or my multivitamin gummies, my gummies by Advocare, whatever. He loves all the gummies. And Sean, our 18 year old in the house, when he takes them without like making you take them, I'm like, that is a success, baby. So these (laughs) are are the elderberry and the multivitamin good for four and up, but the collagen, you've got to be 18 years and up to use the collagen, but yo, they are so good and they are good for you, especially that elderberry, right? We all need those strong yeah. immune systems right now. That's my vibe. Especially now, That's especially because our immune systems are probably um, a little underworked from yeah. being masked yeah. up and staying inside oh. for a year. So mm-hmm try to combat those colds that are going around. Yeah. And here's the other thing. Like I take so many, I have like a pill box, by the way, go get you a pill box <laughs> on Amazon. It is like, it makes me feel like a grandma, but I'm so here for it. Um, so I got a pill box and I get so sick of taking all the vitamins. I take so many hard, like pill vitamins, um, that it's kind of fun to have a couple in the mix that are literally edible. So if you want to bring some edibles, get your mind out of the gutter into your <laughs> life that do not have the THC in them, but maybe a little CBD, maybe a little vitamin C, all the good stuff. Uh, this is just a great solution. So we actually are having Having one of the Advocare doctors, oh, by the way, on Instagram, on my Instagram, we're going to do an interview with one of the doctors and scientists because we want to talk to you about what's in these products. So Amanda, when's that going down? So Dr. Lara Horton will be on an IG live with you on October 18th at yes. 1230 Eastern. On mark your calendars. Tune in, hear from the doctor herself, and learn more about these products. And if you want to uh, support this show and Advocare, who makes the show possible, yo, go on over to the show notes, click the links, and learn more. Oh, and by the way, get discounts because you listen. All right, so, so here we go. Let's 
let's jam on what's on our hearts, in our heads, in our bones, as it relates to gin and juice, baby. I mean, I think the world is definitely full of a lot of addictions these days. And I'm telling you, this is why we have expanded, right? We're not just talking about alcohol, baby. We are talking about the addiction to so many different things, whether it's an addiction to sugar, an addiction to fitness, an addiction to technology, an addiction to work, an addiction to sex, an addiction to shopping, an addiction, whatever it is, we all struggle. And we're all through collective trauma. So let's be clear, we are all going through collective trauma. So, you know, it's it's no, no wonder we're going to have some shit that falls off, right? Or that we take that collective trauma that we're not dealing with or handling and we put it into something else. Lord knows I'm struggling, which is what I want to talk about today, but I kind of want you to go first. Uh, what's on, what are you reading? What do you, what's on your heart? What do you want to talk about today as it relates to staying and living gin and juice, baby? You know, so many things are on my mind, to be honest with you. It's just been, look, I say this all the time, like, I might be in recovery from one thing, but I'm definitely in active addiction and other things. Mm. And that's a hard thing to acknowledge, but it also is really important. You know, things just move around and I'm really, really struggling. So, um, I read a book called dopamine nation several weeks ago. I listened to this woman, Anna Lemke, who wrote the book on a podcast. She's a Stanford professor. She's currently making the rounds in a lot of podcasts. So, she studies um, addiction. She runs their center for addictive studies. And she wrote this book based on the idea that we're all addicted uh, specifically mm. um, to our phone. And she was even a part of the social dilemma, the uh, documentary about social media and the toxic nature of, mm-hmm. you know, being on social media and how it's using us much more than we are using it. And it's fueling um, our addictions to our phones. So um, in the book, it really, she tells the stories of multiple patients with their permission, probably names changed. And one Mm -hmm. of the stories that struck me was a young man that was addicted to opiates. He started taking um, like a suboxone, I think kind of drug, which is a drug you take to kind of suppress the craving of opiates in your body Um, that in and of itself can be addictive, but he, they were talking about him getting off of it. And he was like, I, I don't ever plan to get off of it. And he really said something to her that took her back. And he was like, I actually think that it just gives me what I need to be normal. And maybe I was missing something all along. And I was like, oh, wow. Right. Because I've definitely had addictive qualities long before addictive aspects of my personality before I consumed any drugs or alcohol or showed any signs of like external addictive um, traits. And so it just really had me thinking about Uh, me and my mom joke a lot that we've lost our personality in the pandemic. And there's just times that like, I'm not good and I'm not bad, but I'm literally just existing. And it's in those moments that I am like, I'm going to buy something on Amazon. And then at least I have something to look forward to so that I can get the package delivery. Right. It's like this really weird, like craving for something that I don't have. And like, I know in my thinking brain that that shit is not going to make anything better. 
yet it's like, I know it's there and I know it's accessible and I know I can do that shit right now. Like literally we can be on this get podcast and you I can, can take get out my hit. phone and I can buy some shit. Yeah. You right. Can get it's like, oh, and I just feel like that toxic, toxic <laughs> feeling oh, yeah. that like really makes me feel crappy after I do it, because maybe it's the fact that I realize it's like active addiction and I'm seeking outside of myself to solve, like I'm seeking an external solution to an internal problem, but I am like, whoa. Oh, and yeah. You know, I mean, I'm sure there's a, a lot, lot of head nods listening right now because I can so relate. There are packages that show up at my house, whether it's clothing or Amazon or whatever. And I'm like, bitch, you're not going anywhere. You got, I mean, I'm back on the road and I'm doing some things, but like I'm buying outfits. Like I bought this like denim romper and I'm like, what are you? I returned it. I literally just dropped it at the post office yesterday. I'm like, no. No, it was an absolute dopamine hit. It's me scrolling Instagram. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm Instagram's an addiction in itself. Talk about dopamine nation. Talk about an addiction I certainly am struggling with. But now I'm, it's feeding my shopping Girl, addiction. Like it's like me. they're both working together. Because it's, it's artificial intelligence. It's fucking with us. It's <laughs> insane. So here I am to go on Instagram to get maybe my mind off of sitting on Amazon or scrolling the web to shop and whatever. <laughs> but then Instagram is showing me like the most perfect sequin blazer that I absolutely have to have because she had it or, oh, I need this contraption that will do acupuncture on my back so that I sleep better. Well, how about this, Judy? Why don't you put you on your fucking phone and read a book, go take a bath, right? And so, wow, I relate to this so hard. Like, I feel this on a soul level. It's so funny that you said put your phone on because I'm like, I have tried to make a commitment to myself to like read, like don't watch TV, Mm -hmm. don't use your phone, like just try to read because sleep is also a major struggle for me right now. I keep waking up in the middle of the night for like hours at a time. And I'm just like, they say in in NAA, like I'm irritable, restless, and discontent. And like, that's how I feel. And I'm trying to, that's like, I'm trying to like make it better by things that like, aren't going to make it better. And I'm like, girl, what somebody on our, they on face on our Facebook group page today. The house of Anne fam was like, yeah, you completed this meditation course. I was like, that's my answer. That's probably the answer I need. <laughs> I need Let that. me go ahead and spend more money on money. solving. <laughs> I know. Okay, so I I gotta tell you this shit. This is perfect. So I I didn't know if I was going to bring this up today, but I might as well because it's so like the spirit is moving me. So get this shit. So this is a podcast about gin and juice. And this all began when I started a dry January. Okay, because I was like, you know, I just need to reset. I did not like what was happening with my relationship with alcohol. I wanted to remind it who the fucking boss was. And I wanted to go. at minimum 30 days, but it became an adventure of 200 200 days plus, right? And even now it's, you know, I don't drink like I used to, right? It's just a different relationship, but it started with the dry January. And I'll never forget you telling me, yo, think about it though. The only people that really do a dry January or a sober October are people who have a problem with alcohol. Because if you don't have a problem with alcohol, you're not needing to detox or do a dry January. You're not binging all these things. So this leads me to my point. Okay, I'm going to make a quick pause right here to get a little groovy with you, baby. Okay, so groovy, non-alcoholic beers, 
Wines, Bubblies is one of our podcast sponsors. And honestly, one of my fave things, and here's why, when I decided to go alcohol-free at the very beginning of that journey, um, what really helped me go 200 days alcohol-free, and even now I still live mostly an alcohol-free life, what has helped me with that is having something in my back pocket to fight off the cravings, but also make me feel like I'm a little bit part of the party. So when everybody else is sitting around drinking bubbly and wine and brews, I'm not just sitting there with a club soda because that gets really annoying and old and frankly, kind of boring. You can only have so many club sodas with grapefruit in it before you're like, okay, I'm over it. So Groovy is your answer. Yo, I am hand on my heart. I am not kidding you. Their sparkling rosé gives me life. The Prosecco, i.e. the Dry Secco, is pretty magical. And I got to tell you, their beer I'm living for. They have a new peach pie ale out right now, which is great. The pale ale and the golden are two of my favorites, always in our fridge. So if I'm in a vibe where I'm not drinking, in a space where I'm taking time off, if I am wanting to feel like I'm a part of the party, but also not wanting to partake in the booze part of that party, yo, Groovy is the answer. And if you want to try out Groovy for yourself, don't you pay full price. Use the links in the show notes to get discounts and always use yes and 10. That's yes and one zero when shopping. High vibe living without the hangover. Mm, that's Groovy, baby. On Instagram, ironically. So this is sometimes social media can inspire you in good ways. And really it's all a circus. So you just have to make sure that the monkeys in your circus are the monkeys you want to be seeing. Like last night I sat Excellent. down and I literally went from following 850 people to following maybe 700 and I muted probably 200 people. Like people I didn't want to unfollow, but you know, even speakers I love that I'm like, I just don't need that energy in my space because I need to stay focused on my own gains. So I'm, I'm making sure that the light that is in my feed is the light that I want in my body, right? And a lot of that has to do with the circus. So think of your phone as a circus. Who, what are your monkeys? What are the monkeys in your circus, right? Make sure that it's curated to be the museum that you want. So to Instagram, I've got a lot more light in my feed now. And this girl that I follow posted something and I was like, oh shit, I got to tell AZ about this. And I was afraid to bring it up to you because I'm like, oh, if I bring it up, maybe we'll have to do it. And this is scary because it's an addiction. It's like not drinking. So here's what the challenge was. <laughs> It was a fucking sober October from social media, meaning from Fridays at 5 p.m. to Monday morning, no social. And yeah. I was like, yo, does I'm that like, scare you? I've got goosebumps all over my body right now. But I'm like, maybe you know, that thing you fear is likely the thing you need. And I'm like, wow, I wonder if I could, okay, if I could do that with alcohol, why am I so, why was it, Amanda, why was it easier for me to make that decision with fucking booze than it is for me to pull the trigger? What is the fear? Is it, what am I going to lose? Uh, the fear of losing my business, the fear of staying relevant, the fear of people unfollowing me, followers, like, like your whole life depends on followers these days. Like the fear of being forgotten, the fear of missing out the fear of whatever. So I just thought I put that in front of you because I was like, wow, what an interest. So I'm going to make a decision by Friday on what, cause it's obviously October 1st, <laughs> but I'm like, I feel like 
if I feel resistance and hesitancy, maybe it's something I need to do. But yo, I mean, it is an act of addiction for me. It really is. And so interesting that you bring this up. So I'm like, I really just like social media. Um, I have really stopped posting much at all. I'm doing a lot more reposting. And even though my feed is very curated to incredible amounts of positivity, because I have no problem deleting, blocking, or getting rid of people that yeah. even don't bless, agree with baby, me. Block and and I know that that sounds crazy, but it's like, I don't need that at energy. Like I don't need at energy. I need with energy. I'm struggling enough. We've talked about it for months and months and months now. So on the show, The Shop, which is LeBron James and Maverick Carter, they have a show on HBO Max and it's The Shop Uninterrupted. And we watched it last night from this week and Wanda Sykes, Jada Kiss, Naomi Osaka and Kevin Love were on it. It's great. It's a lot of it's a lot of athletes and, um, you know, actors, but just kind of raw conversation. And they start talking about social media. And they start talking about how horrible it is and how it is a, it has become a necessary evil. Yet the problem is that it allows people and, you know, not really, this really isn't relevant to me, right? It's, it's really in a lot of cases, not even necessarily relevant to you as much, but like that, just say whatever they want that they would never, ever say to you in person, just this vitriol and hate and negativity that would never exist outside of hiding behind a keyboard. And that's the shit that people take personally. I could not imagine being a kid right now. Oh, I don't even know. Like, at what point do you allow your children like these kids will get pummeled? These kids in my life, I'm sure your stepson's I mean, the amount of criticism that can take place by strangers that you literally don't even know or care about become what you focus on. It's 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 totally jacked. Yeah, I cannot even imagine being a kid today because adults are having a hard enough time. And so here's here's the larger problem. It is now silenced. So many people that have the good to give, they have the light to give and so many people are playing it safe and dimming their light and not saying what they want to say, or they're not being who they want to be because they're so fucking afraid of retribution or this, you know, uh, faceless monster that trolls the comments. And did you know, oh, by the way, companies are, there are bad companies out there literally hiring people to discredit you and to take you down and et cetera, et cetera. So I guess the question is, you know, the, what kind of life do you want to live? Right. And, you know, if you are hiding who you really are, it's going to come out. So you might as well just be your fucking self and own it. And what's that famous Don Draper saying that if you don't like the story they're telling, write a new one, right? Right. Like this notion of like, own your own narrative, be brave enough to set boundaries for yourself, be brave enough to say what I I'm willing to do and what I'm not willing to do. And, you know, be brave enough to be a fucking human being because you're going to get it wrong. And that is something I'm working on stepping into as I manage my addiction, bringing it full circle to the dopamine that is taking over this nation, which is that of so so hearts, thumbs up, thikes, hearts, (laughs) thumbs up. I mean, yo, so this is a book we all need to read. It sounds like you really do wide open. Okay. It's amazing. 
Okay, a quick pause right here to shout out you, our listener of the week. And this week, it's Megan Danny for your review back in April. Girl, thank you so much for that badass review. So Megan Danny, send me an, uh, an email or a DM on Instagram. You can email me at hello at judyholler.com or send me that DM on the gram at Judy Holler to claim your prize. And if you want to be our next listener of the week, all you got to do is leave a review on iTunes. It's that easy and you'll get a special snail mail surprise for me. So there's these, a few other really interesting concepts that she talks about, and she's definitely a scientist and a researcher and a psych, you know, she sees patients actively and she herself has struggled with her own sets of addictions, which is really interesting to like sleazy novels, which is funny, but it became something that got in her way that took time away from her family. You know, like the things that we ask the questions, do I have a problem? Well, is it impacting your life in a negative way? That's the answer. If the answer is yes, then the answer is yes, you have a problem. That's the only answer you need to know. And so she talks about this super interesting concept of like, we think that we're avoiding pain. Our intention, I guess, is that we avoid pain. And yet in our in our brains, in homeostasis, where your brain kind of rebalances itself, you think that if the scale is tipped to pleasure, it will balance out the pain. And in fact, scientifically, I don't even think that's the reality. And she's like, what if, what if we fight pain with pain? Mm. What if the answer to pain is pain? <laughs> well, Okay. So we're not talking about like stabbing yourself in, in your leg, right? When you're feeling uncomfortable, what we're talking about is what you talk about all the time is sitting in the discomfort. What if we didn't go for that hit? What if we learn to sit in our own restlessness and our own discontentment and our own radical truth about where we are, who we are and what we are? Mm. What if we took cold showers to remind ourselves we're alive instead of buying something? which probably perpetuates multiple problems, financial, emotional, relational, all of those. Mm. Very, very interesting. Like nobody that I've ever read their book has really spoke in terms of fighting and combating pain with pain, Mm. even though that is what a lot of people are telling us to do. They're just not being so freaking direct. Right. about what it is. And that's the, but, the true way to joy. The only way to yeah. joy is through the pain and this, this balance and this, honestly, this misnomer of pairing discomfort with joy is a beautiful way to look at actually healing what could be broken in the first place. So maybe we start saying things to ourselves like it is, I am safe to yeah. feel, right? I am safe to be, I am safe in my enoughness. Like, I think we are constantly reaching for something bigger and better. And if I get to this place and if I peak this mountain and if I get this outfit or I make this kind of money or I hit this milestone or I check it off this list, you know, I do this all the time. Like this achieving mentality is an addiction in itself. What if our enoughness is enough and imagine (laughs) the freedom you could feel if you allowed yourself to sit in the pockets of discomfort in order to truly and I think this is really and and what I'm exploring is this this beautiful conversation with myself about what it means to be feminine 
and what it means to be masculine in life and in business. And if those are out of balance, you will literally cut your ability to receive off at the legs. And so you need a little bit of both. And I think we can get out of whack because we try to fit into these molds and we are so obsessed with the art of doing that we fucking forgot how to and to quote our mutual friend, Jessica Zweig, we forgot how to simply fucking be. It's the right. truth of the matter. I mean, really, and I'm, if you- I'm guilty of it too. Me too, oh, my hand is raised. We're all guilty of it. I mean, I cannot imagine one single person listening has not told themselves, when I get this, I will be happy. When I get this, I will feel better. When this happens, like bullshit. It's not, it, it's not true. It's a lie because that finish line moves every single day. And every time you reach a milestone, it's so anticlimactic that like you start seeking the next thing. And these are truly the principles of Buddhism, right? Like mm. literally sit in your suffering and like, understand that it's all fleeting. Mm -hmm. And if we could really embody that, like, it's not a religion, you know, Buddhism is a, is a philosophy. It is not religion and it can be applied regardless of what your, your beliefs are. And like, what if, you know, those are the people that I really look to because I can see inside a peacefulness mm -hmm. that I know that I literally I envy don't it. have. I envy yeah, it. I envy it. Um, I don't envy a lot, but I do. I mean, I do. I do. Really, truly envy that. Me too. I do too. So what does that mean? So I think the beautiful way to wrap up, I, if you are listening to this right now and you relate, if you have, maybe you have a handle on your booze, maybe you aren't in sobriety. Maybe you're not living an alcohol-free life because you don't need to. Addiction can show up in so many ways. We are living and working and breathing in a dopamine nation. So number one, go get you that book, it sounds like. And number two, Amanda, let's maybe leave them uh, with an actionable takeaway, like a piece of advice. Like what I, and I can start, like, I think something someone could do um, to bring to really start to de detox a little bit. If, if, if social media specifically is your thing, number one, <laughs> maybe you decide to, I think I'm going to do it. Join me in. Uh, <laughs> hey, we're getting a commitment. Is this oh, a commitment shit, right here? Happening? When does this podcast come out next so wait, week? What is it? 5 PM so Friday already, Monday morning. So yeah, shit. By the time. Yeah. So by the time this comes out, It'll be yeah, October. It'll be so I'll be you guys, I'll be in this shit. So join me, join me sober October. Maybe, if you, you know, you know me, I'll whatever, talk, whatever, the, whatever. <laughs> but like, maybe you set those boundaries in social media and every yeah. weekend in October, uh, you decide from Friday at 5 PM to Monday morning that you are going to put money into the bank of you and you are going to be in your beingness and your enoughness, and you're going to show your technology who the boss is or number two, my tactical piece of advice my takeaway for you would be do what I did. Like, you know, social media is a circus. So great. We all love a circus and there's nothing like a great show, but the quality of your light impacts the quality of your life. So can you do a social media detox in a different way? If the sober October isn't from you for you, maybe you sit down this weekend or tonight, if you're hearing this tonight, tonight, today, now take action, unfollow people that make you feel bad about yourself, people that make you feel jealous and envious and competitive, uh, mute people that may not be timely for you right now, people you love, but that you can't necessarily, what are the monkeys you want in your circus, baby? 
Uh, you are in control of that. You are in control of that. I just did it and I feel lighter. What, what would you say, Amanda? What would you say to someone to give them peace and dopamine nation? You know what? I think that you just have to be really honest with yourself and you have to be honest with yourself on what is the driving motivation. Like mm -hmm. I said, I'm irritable. I'm restless. I'm discontent. I'm seeking to fill a hole inside of myself. Yes. with something outside of myself, regardless of what that is today. It might be cookies tomorrow. It might be Amazon. Okay. I don't know. It could be a variety of things. I suffer True. from many, Me but too. I, I say it right. Like you just have to be really honest about what is driving you. And once you get honest about that clarity comes pretty, pretty quick. So yeah. ask yourself the questions and, uh, the key question for any of you listening that have any, uh, doubts about whether or not you're struggling. If you're even asking yourself, am I struggling with this? You know, you probably are. And it doesn't mean that you have problems you can't fix. It just means that you recognize it's taking more than it's giving. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that's a beautiful, uh, a beautiful insight and a nice way to, to wrap up this powerful conversation because addiction comes in so many ways, shapes and forms. And oh, by the way, Amanda and I are two living examples. We are living a proof that addiction doesn't mean failure. No. <laughs> I can tell you that Amanda's in recovery and you know, so am I for, for many different things. And I am in current active addiction to other things. And, and my deepest addiction is most certainly my addiction to work and the work of achieving and the work of doing, and it is absolutely impacting my life in negative ways. And maybe that's a conversation we have on the next gen and juiced, but we are in it. We are with you. We are working to heal from it and recover from it. But let me tell you something, this does not mean we are it. And it does not mean we are broken or that we are failures. I think it makes you the most human that you could be. And if you want to join a community of other humans who are broken and failing and fucking up and getting it wrong and addicted, but working to recover from whatever it is, join us on the Facebook, baby. We have a private Facebook group called the House of And Fam, baby. We'll put a link in the show notes. So come join us. We have conversations every week, Amanda. This will air, you know, next week. So always go to the page and look for those in invites, right? But usually it's Thursday and Friday mornings, not everyone, but either or, right, Amanda? And we do uh, yeah. coffee talks. So Amanda and I will jump on or I'll roll solo or if I can't get to it, Amanda may have to roll solo from I don't know. We've never <laughs> done that, but that could be fun. Put you in the hot seat. But seriously, like maybe we bring on, we toyed with the idea of having you guys come on with us and we get you in the hot seat and we sort of uh, talk to you and pull people up. We'll see what it becomes, but we're there every week. Yeah, it's a great place to come and ask questions and grab advice and really just connect with other people trying to live a brave, strong, fear experiment filled life of progress and getting to where we want to go. Yeah. And I feel like Facebook's a, like private Facebook groups are a totally different vibe than the Instagram totally. situation because it's curated. Talk about being in control of your circus. Like, you know, you're all there for the same reason. You're all there. You want, like, listen, you are not in my community. And I say my, as in, I don't own anything. I don't own you. But if you've elected to participate in the work we're creating for you, um, I am so proud to have you, but you are someone that 
wants big things. You are a dreamer, but you are not just a dreamer that's going to give yourself a bunch of bullshit. You are ready. You want to take action. You are done making excuses. You want confidence. You want to remove the, the limiting beliefs you have in your life. You want to stop feeling like an imposter, but you are ready to make progress against your dreams and your goals. If you want to achieve, if you want to make things happen and you want to do that with balance and flow, um, and you want to learn from someone who has been out of flow and out of balance most of her life and still struggles, I can show you the way because Amanda and I are students of the work and we can show you how we can show you how to create a better way and a better life. And we have all kinds of tools and that's the work we're doing inside the house of and as we build that for you and most certainly in our books and in the plan and in the courses that will come out over the next couple of months. So yo, um, join us at the house. Come hang out on Instagram. You're welcome to open that door to the House of Van fam. Open the door, baby. Let's open go. the door. And if you're in the gram, come follow me, baby. Of course, I'm on the gram. And uh, you can find out more about uh, the work we're doing inside the House of Van and inside uh, the uh, community by heading over to the show notes. And um, I really hope you loved the show as much as we loved making it for you, Amanda. It was so good to be here with you. Thank you for guiding this high vibe conversation. Dopamine Nation, baby. Yeah, let's go. (laughs) So talk to me on social media. Speaking of social media, when you're on social media, right? Set your boundaries. But, you know, when you're on social media, talk to me, send me a DM and let me know what you think about this episode. What was your biggest takeaway? I love seeing your posts. um, So keep them coming. Or you can always send us an email to hello at judyholler.com with your show ideas, feedback and inspiration. And as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for reviewing. And we will see you next week, baby. See you later.